0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/recommend today. Daryl. Daryl. Hey guys,
1: how are you? Good. Good. Hey, oh, Daryl, are we are we serious, Daryl? Today, I feel serious.
2: Today. No, no, no. I was uh, I was walking out of the media room, so oh, I just wanted like, hey guys, how are you? While everyone's trying to transcribe <laughs> and write. <laughs>
1: Oh, you were going to be irritating media guy there for a second, but he was nice enough to walk I, outside. I almost
2: was. That's why. Uh, I
1: don't know. That, that sounds that like a podcast like, to me, irritating media guy.
2: That does sound like a podcast. You know what? Pod. If we're looking to rebrand, it's always game day in Cleveland. That's on the short list.
0: There you go. Two irritating media guys. Okay. Daryl. what's the vibe right now in <laughs> Berea? I mean, is it, it – is it, the, the players have to feel a certain way. You have to feel like you've always got a chance to win. You're not eliminated until you're officially mathematically eliminated the 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 naysayers and all of that I, I feel like that's more for our own speculation but what is the vibe with the team itself right now
2: uh, that's that's about it um you know it, it was uh somewhat funny uh when we were talking to jacoby and we kept right out that it was his last start and he's like can you guys stop saying it's my last start we caught that
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh I, look, they 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 have to have that approach and mentality. I mean, let, let's be honest about it. They they really are out of it. I mean, there's uh, the, the the I've got a better chance, I think, to win Powerball or Mega Millions than they do of of make, actually making uh, the uh, J, uh, post season, if you will. Um, so, uh, th- but they have to have that mentality. I mean, there are still seven games left on the schedule, starting this week with Tampa Bay. Uh, They certainly cannot think or speak in the terms that, you know, we think and speak of because, you know, they they have to go out and compete. And and also at the same time, they're going to be competing for jobs right Um, next year on this uh, team or with another organization. So what they do in the final seven weeks, while it might not allow them to play beyond January 10th, um, it will have an impact on them uh, you know, come the off season and their uh prospects down the line.
1: Daryl, what do you think of this whole like calling each other out on defense? Like pointing out the warts, which you normally do like you'd never hear that in the Kevin Savansky press conference, but yeah. the players are starting to to call each other out. And and we're we're hearing about some of the things that we see, especially about you know, second half adjustments on defense. I'm just like, okay, well now these guys are saying it too.
2: Yeah, well, and here's the thing, too. Like, I mean, obviously, uh, the, the criticism of Joe Woods is there because, well, I mean, he's responsible for the product on that side of the ball. And quite frankly, the product on that side of the ball just is, has not been good. It's been, you know, uh, there's been a lot of disorganization, a lot of broken plays, and that's just, frankly, it's inexcusable. Um, you should not see that type of thing. So um, it, it, I, I did ask a couple of guys in the locker room, hey, you know, Joe Woods is taking all the deep for you know the the, the problems on the, the defense is that fair or do you you know is it because you guys just aren't doing what you're supposed to do now, uh, you know uh, the responses I got were you know pretty much playing down the middle and hey you know it's, it's a shared responsibility we're all to blame for uh, you know the things that have gone wrong but yeah I mean Joe Woods is probably going to lose his job because guys have not done what has been expected of them uh or what they were uh, supposed to do and uh and and look joe woods can't go up there and and handle gap integrity he can't go up there and make tackles he can't cover he can't make sure that you know everyone's communicated what they're supposed to do and things like that All, all he can do is call the you know, call the plays from the sidelines, but ultimately, again, he's the one that's responsible for what's taking place uh, with his unit on the field, and he probably will have to pay the price for that. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree with the players, Andy. It it is a shared responsibility. You know, Joe Woods is accountable for the product, but so are the players.
0: Darrell, let's let's talk defense for just a quick second on a somewhat of a macro level. Do you think that there is more of an issue right now? with the pass rush or with the back end of the defense?
2: I, I would probably say back end of the defense. Um, you know, I, I think that Miles Garrett and Jadavia and Clowney suffer from a lack of investment at defensive tackle, um, which makes their jobs a little more difficult. And then also, too, when you look at the, the middle of the defense, because that, again, was one of my questions today is, how do you guys toughen up the middle of the defense, which is, you know, it's been soft. Teams see it soft, so teams attack it. And, you know, they've given up a one, buck uh, $1. fifty on the ground in five of the last seven games, which is just inexcusable. And, again, <laughs> might, they might have wanted to invest a little more in defensive tackle than what they did this year. And that's on the GM. That's not. That's not Joe Wood's fault. He can only work with what he's given. But the, the, And that also, too, they've had some injuries at linebacker. They lost Anthony Walker and Jacob Phillips uh, for the season, and those were two guys that went into training camp competing for uh, a, a starting job there. So, yeah, injury a little bit of a factor. Combine that with the GM not doing what he should have done at, at, at the, the, the defensive tackle position, and they, just, they really have a mess on their hands when it comes to uh, stopping the run in the middle of the field.
1: Gerald, Tom Brady coming to town this weekend, uh, your thoughts on that? I think it, you know, is this his last stand in, in Cleveland? Probably his first thing well, you're pro- thinking, I mean, but yeah.
2: Yeah I, yeah, I mean, look, it's it, it in all likelihood is his last trip to Cleveland. He's not made many of them over the years uh, just because that's the way the schedule uh, has uh, shaken out, so probably his final trip to First Energy Stadium and you know, what's interesting about Brady, uh, for as great as he has been throughout his career, it was funny, uh, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa in the locker room was joking about how old Tom was, and I just very politely said, uh, you better watch yourself. You're surrounded by some 45-year-olds here when you're talking about guys being old. But, uh, you know, he, he was being real playful about it, and... um you know, Brady's teams always seem to have that aura of invincibility around them. And, and a lot of that is because of Tom Brady. Um, I don't know that this year's Buccaneers team has that aura of invincibility. I, I, I do feel like that. Obvious, I think they're obviously a better team than the Browns are. But you know, the, the Browns could win this game on Sunday. Uh, I, this is not a situation where I feel like that the Browns are going to be so overwhelmed uh, and overmatch if they're overwhelmed and overmatched it's it, it, in one area it's it, it is Tom Brady right because of Brady's experience and and what Brady brings uh, to the field not only from a, a physical standpoint but you know from an intellectual standpoint he is the king of uh, attacking uh defensive weaknesses uh, of teams so um yeah I, I it's a winnable game, but you know he's still Tom Brady. He's still playing at a high level. I think he leads the league in attempts and completions at, at his age, which is a, a phenomenal uh, statistic to think, think about. But again, uh, the Buccaneers, uh, you know, they, they've had their ups and downs I- as well. They're they're not an invincible team. Uh, they're uh, basically a 500 team and fighting for their playoff lives in the the NFC. So they come to town with plenty of a motivation as well
0: might feel like a little bit of a silly topic because i think in town we all tend to agree that this is the case but i, I wonder well, hey, you the, know what,
2: what we've reached silly season man <laughs>
0: <laughs> well this is this is less about the current team and, and i want to shift to joe thomas for a second because oh okay um, yeah you know joe thomas was named a semifinalist for the hall of fame and yep i mean I, I i don't know too many people that live in cleveland that wouldn't put joe thomas in the hall of fame but most of them don't have a vote so um, what do you think about an offensive lineman that played for a team that didn't have a whole lot of wins, but accomplished what Joe did? Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer?
2: Yeah, he is, and he—he he, I expect that he will be named a finalist, and I expect that uh, Super Bowl weekend he will receive the requisite votes to be elected, um, and he—he he is deserving. Uh, he, uh, in his era, was uh, a dominant player at his position. Um, there are not many offensive linemen in NFL history that made ten consecutive Pro Bowls. Um, he was a Pro Bowler from his rookie season on through uh, right up until his career uh, ended with uh, that elbow injury. But yeah, it, it, from my perspective, and and I and I understand the criticism. He, um, you know, unfortunately never had an opportunity to play on the big stage um, because the Browns were. In constant disarray and rebuilding mode, but and and I think that that to that end is what makes him a Hall of Famer because he never missed a snap uh, and he played at a Pro Bowl level even though he was hurt at times. Legitimately could have taken some games off to rest and heal injuries and he never did. He was always out there no matter how. Terrible, the rest of the team was, and and played at a Pro Bowl level. If that and you know that that's a Hall of Famer in my book.
1: Uh, Daryl, you know we talk about Jacoby Brissett in his last game, right? And now we we uh, in his last game. Is it his
2: last game? No, I, I don't forget. think it I don't
1: necessarily think it is. Oh come on. Okay. No, I I mean I don't mean I mean I think Deshaun Watson's going to start. I just don't yeah. know is Deshaun Watson going to be able to make it through the rest of the season? Again, oh, yeah. he hasn't okay. played in yeah. two years. Like, I, well, yeah. I, there's going to be, I, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not, I'm just, I'm very cautious about what we're going to see with Deshaun Watson. What if he goes out there and struggles really bad? You may, you, I, I mean, you would you pull it, him off the field? Absolutely no. not. Without Never? a sliver of a doubt, no. Okay. No. Well, well again, injured, no that's one thing. But Jacoby Brissett's got to be ready in within one snap,
0: right? Sure. Oh, we course, all can yeah. agree on that. Yep.
1: But yep. my question for you is more about Kevin and, you know, it, does he get to hit the reset button here and, And we only have about a minute to answer this question, so go ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he, he, he he is coaching like he has a mulligan this year. But I do feel like these last six games with Deshaun on the field will say a lot if you understand where I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to follow New up day. on that.
1: I know we're, we're cutting a podcast for tomorrow. I'm going to follow up on that question when we talk again on our podcast.
2: Yeah, but I think these last six games are very important for Kevin
1: Stefanski. All right, sounds good. Daryl, thank you very much. Happy we always appreciate buddy. you. Happy
0: Thanksgiving, guys. Daryl Ryder brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store.
1: All right, that was Daryl. Let's come back. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Also, uh The Afternoon Show did something yesterday that was very, very interesting. We're going to talk to Nick Wilson too, about that next. i got to tell you, not very interested in what Hmm. he has to say. This episode
2: is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's In Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.